Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back on the block one last time. Moss Norman, Eric Strickland, and Jay Foreman. We're going to cut right to the chase. Jay, you are in for a treat. We've got chocolate season in here. That's what I was going to say. You got to try some during the show. Yeah, I'll try some. Heck yeah. 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 Stricky was weirded out by the chocolate-covered potato chips, but he made it. It it passed your your test. It was it 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 actually passed. Pleasant surprise. It 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 was it was I was worried, bro. Like (laughs) like I saw the ruffles. I thought it was gonna mess up my chip. Yeah, yeah, mess up your taste buds rest of the evening. The rest of them ever for chips. (laughs) Like I look at all I could think about if I looked at a ruffle from now on is like that taste. But no, it it was good. They did. So look forward to that throughout old school. Um, the one thing I think we'll touch on here, Jay, we got a text from someone, I think it was Ryan in Nashville on the text line, who Stricky and I kind of alluded to this. We want your take on it. George Kittle in the Super Bowl. Was he off mentally? Was it something the Chiefs did to scheme him out of the game? Why was he such a non-factor? Uh, well, I mean, look, you know, there, there's probably ways that, you know, he could he could tell you that he was open. He just looked like he was off. I mean, it's hard, you know, when you're not in, in that type of scheme scheme and they they were playing a lot of tight man and they have multitude and different bodies that can guard him right they got like uh drew tranquil that can guard him they have uh you know bolton can can guard him and then they have a lot of kind of safety slot corners that that can you know take away from them and so san or uh, kansas city was up in san francisco's face in a uke's face uh, they were mm-hmm. definitely getting after Debo. They were definitely testing their manhood, and 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 they saw something from what Baltimore did. And Baltimore generally is a, um, you know, zone zone, zone type of, yeah. but they they ran a lot of man, you know, against San Francisco. They beat them up. Why? Why is because <clears throat> with a quarterback like Brock Purdy, who I still think is a. Definitely a top like fourteen quarterback for sure. So he's and I think he's ascending. But when you're in that type of play action type of uh, where he's throwing the spots all the time, the jamming him up even if you're in zone, right? Because Kansas City <laughs> did run a fair amount of zone. Um, will take him off their off the rhythm and it would eliminate somebody like George Kittle. I, I think sometimes with San Francisco, and we'll talk about this a little bit because you know they just I don't know if you just saw it, they yeah. crossed the wire they just fired Steve Wilkes the defensive <laughs> coordinator. And he's and this is the this is where I have I'm I'm huge on player accountability. Okay, you're professionals. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, you have a defensive end that's probably the highest paid defense lineman in the league, Bosa, uh, Chase Young, who was a top two or three pick and is extremely well paid. He, along he gave with, up quite a bit to trade for him, right? And then you got Armstead, and then you got Hargrove. All of them are paid in probably top five in their position. Mm-hmm. Two, you know, Greenlaw got hurt. That's unfortunate. And I think that really played it into the game. But Warren, uh, Fred Warner is is probably the best inside guy. Facts. So your your front seven, Arson Dude, you can't get much. You get you're not going to get a better front seven than that. I'm talking about from experience, uh, production, pay grade, and where they're at in their career. All mm-hmm. of them generally are in the prime. And when you when you have you know a, a team like San Francisco, and this plays into George Kittle a little bit. Where you have your defensive coordinator, it's been you know, and I I learned this down when we interviewed the sideline reporter from San Francisco. They had talked about effort has been something all year, right? That's something that that you choose to do. Strick could tell you that's a choice. As a professional, that's a choice. Well, then with George Kittle, 
like all the playing, all the all the like WWF and all that stuff. Listen, dog, like you trying to win, that stuff needs to go. Mm-hmm. Like I'm being serious. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's 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 off season type of stuff. That's early in the season. When it comes down to, you know what, cutting time. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't have time for that, and you shouldn't either. You're here to win a Super Bowl. Period. I don't need any quotes. I don't need you to be funny. This is nothing but this is nothing but business, and it's for real. And you saw the difference between a team that could that was hyper focused, and that's where you got the emotion running high with Kelsey and some other guys like Chris Jones and all that, where he was getting mm-hmm. after the defensive line because they knew this year we can backdoor our way against a mentally weak team in a franchise. Or not, well, let's say not mentally weak, but not mentally prepared franchise. Mentally susceptible? Yeah, susceptible, whatever you want to call it. Definitely vulnerable in different ways. Championship. How do you, how do you not, how do you, not, because listen, the difference between them two, and I think Kittle will make the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. But this is the second Super Bowl. You got, you, you, you ain't do tiddly poo, right? Mm-hmm. So Facts. you saw him go over to Andy Reid and probably cross the line. I need the ball. Well, they start getting in the ball. George Kittle, you ain't seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Some mm-hmm. people hide, and some people show up. He ain't show up. Now, I think his his job is dependent on it. I felt like Kyle Shanahan could have called. I mean, Kansas City was gave him. I remember I just rewatched the game. Five different, five and I would argue six different times that they could have won that game. They were handing you the game. The game was over once you once you started running the ball for, for whatever reason you decided to, and it's right. like and it's like twenty eight to three all over it, again. It's like did you not watch Baltimore the first series? You know, did you see like Lamar? Like you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. you ran the ball, you beat them up. They were tight. They were on the cusp of giving of, in of, of giving in. Mm-hmm. The world champs, mm-hmm. and then you decided to try to match throw for throw, play for. It's almost like these coaches. And it's not really in basketball because you're not calling plays, um, especially now they're kind of just you know playing situation. Whereas like Kyle Shanahan's young boy wonder, and let me see if I can match Andy Reid. That's what you can't do. You got to coach to win the game. Sean McVay learned the hard way. He did. He met and he, but he admitted it. Mm-hmm. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. He got out coach. He yeah. got in in his way, and that's where... You know, George Kittle, it sucks because <laughs> here we are, you know, you know, I, I got into three playoffs games and, and didn't win any. And, you know, the one that probably hurts the most, um, I definitely would say is the Music City Miracle because I felt like that was a Super Bowl team. Man, you felt that that right. was the one y'all that had. That was it, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we and, and, it, and it's about matchups, right? Um, now, there's a lot of things that affected that game. Doug Flutie won 10 games. Rob Johnson won one. Nothing against Rob. Doug Flutie won 10 games. Doug uh, Rob Johnson had a higher pay grade. Owner made the call. Well, then you go into the game, you know, reeling because because the guy that won you 10 games, whether how pretty or ugly it was or, or great it looked, is on the bench. That takes away from your whole team, and everybody knows it wasn't a coaching decision. 
but then we're able to put Flutie in and get the get the lead. Mm-hmm. Then we decided to squib kick it when we had been covering it good. You want to kick them down. You want to pin them. Then then you're in history. Well, that 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 sent the Buffalo Bills franchise into a spiral for fifty up until recently. Mm-hmm. And that affects a lot of people's careers. It does because Strick, you know. Um, John Sally probably doesn't play as long as he did in the league if he didn't win a, a world championship. Yeah, um, you know, he's still a great player. This, and this, is, and, you know, I would tell you this: Willie McGinnis, who I think is probably a Hall of Famer, probably doesn't get those extra years in Cleveland, those four years in Cleveland without without the Super Bowls, mm-hmm. and then also without Romeo Cornell going there. Same with Mike Vrabel when he went to Tennessee. Still productive players, but you don't get that extra chance. Yeah, you don't get that longevity at your team. So now it's affecting guys on said teams. If you want to even a, a better look at it, look at Philly. Right? Yeah. You invest in the quarterback, right? Now you got now everybody's cap numbers are high and you're at the mm-hmm. end of your contract. They chose to go one more run, right? With Fletcher Cox, Graham, um, you're trading Hassan Reddick potentially. Jason Kelsey's most likely retired. I mean, he's living mm-hmm. his best life, retired. Dickerson's right? getting there. Dickerson's getting there. Johnson. Johnson. Right? Right, and then your AJ Brown once gone, mm-hmm. most likely. Okay, well then that, that those are the things that that people don't see, and they shouldn't because they weren't privy to it. But it, it changes, and a lot of these guys and a lot of these decision makers are not. And this is in they can't do it as much now because of the pressure. I think everybody there's so much turnover. But I remember down in Houston, they were making decisions so they could keep their job. So when you have a so for instance we were in Houston and we were we had some you know guys that were veterans like Aaron Glenn and them but they weren't by no means you know old um, we had a top you know twelve defense and that's with no offense well then they decided to blow up the defense so if you blow up the defense and then you you know draft young guys on offense well then you have an excuse to go to the owners like we're starting over on defense uh-huh. well the defense is what got you to on the cusp of making the playoffs when you're eight and eight. You can you can keep them because we because when you're a, a new franchise, you you're, you're you have as much cap room as everybody else, so you don't have any holdover from prior contracts. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like when Vancouver comes in, whatever the cap. You know, back when they were expansion team, mm-hmm. they had the same cap number as the Bulls, but they don't have any luxury tax or anything like that. So there's really no reason to cut good players. Yeah. Except for if you're trying to keep your job a little bit. So then that's what you always say. There's a lot of guys playing. They're playing. Um, they're playing Halloween. You know, it's Halloween. They're, they're dressing up like they're trying to do it, but they're actually just dressing up as it when you're actually actively trying to win. And that's the difference between maybe some of the teams that win Super Bowls, like Kansas City, and what they're trying to do, and some of the players, and then uh, some of the teams that don't. And that's the hard part about professional sports because um, it could it sets forth the path of of a lot of people's careers, and and they I always call it collateral damage. I will I will say that I'm I'm still not some people may be disappointed. I'm not upset with Brock Purdy. I think I'm not either. He put him in position. He I'm did not his either. job. He right. didn't hurt them. I thought he played yeah. good. I think he I thought he played good enough. Um I I would have liked to see more, but then I always have to check myself strict that really he's only started for a year. Yeah. Um yeah. and so for him to get where he's at, I, I think I mean he's just only he, I only think he's only gonna get better. I think I would look at it as even if you think Brock Purdy is ready for the moment, it's your job to put him in position to play to his strengths until you need him the most. I felt like 
the 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 play calling when they had to come back against Detroit and Green Bay mm-hmm. was better than when they had two weeks against Kansas City. Yeah, that's what I felt. I like. would agree because that's good. I mean, that's that's. I mean, I agree. I mean, to be honest with you, it was, it was, it was on Brock Purdy to do what he needed to do. Then he was able to pick and choose to use his legs. It was he was never put in a position to catch you by surprise because it was almost like once Kansas City got a dime on your play calling, you kept calling the same play like you were trying to force it. Okay, I'll run it on first down. We'll run it again on second down. Okay, if you pass on first down, run it on second. You got mm-hmm. you got skill position guys that you so, mm-hmm. you got to make money. Mm-hmm. You got Juan mm-hmm. Jennings out there playing the game of his life, right? Yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean, when you go back and look at it, it look the quarterback's going to get a lot of blame and a lot of credit. I I think it, it was very. I, listen, Bosa said it itself. He said he let he said he wished he could have done more and he let his teammate team down. Yeah. You chasing ghosts down there, and Patrick Mahomes got the ball running right past you. There's no reason you to crash down that fast. That's a fact. You going for an individual play? Yeah, oh, you gave you, up you can total get, contain. Well, you can give it. You can get me once because you catch me by surprise. Right. Okay. You don't think they're going to go past back to it again? You going to crash course. down even harder? Right. That's just playing reckless and stupid and playing as if you know you're already financially set. Yeah. That's and thinking good. that you always are going to get back there. <clears throat> Jay on the far end, Strick in the middle. I'm Austin. It's Ben on the block, 93.7, the ticket, ticketfm.com. Don't go anywhere. Old school with Jay comes up next.